acting, um, or sorry, who have been serving with uh, Global Interaction, and they are with us as guests of our May Mission Month. They're old friends of Pathway, as we have been supporting them in their uh, Central Australian ministry projects in the past, and it's wonderful to be able to welcome you back, Bill and Pauline. We look forward to what our Lord wants you to share with us this morning, and we thank you so much for making the effort to come and visit us. Thanks, Bill. And Pauline. Well, it is great to be here. Um, and when Jim mentioned about um, the ladies from Lajamanu, I could just picture them doing exactly that. They're very um, vibrant, um, extrovert woman, and they had a ball at that um, conference, and they actually asked us over and over and over again, when was the next one in Australia? So um, we just want to say thank you for your support in so many ways. We have so many dear friends here and um, value, have valued your support in many different ways over the years. The uh, Walpuri and Lajamanu also send their greetings. Um, they are continuing under the um, pastoral leadership of Jerry Jungler and Lynette Tasman. Um, Lajamanu is a... Um, going through an interesting time at the moment. So things aren't particularly easy there, but God um, is blessing them and God is um, sustaining the leaders in that church beautifully. Um, we also were in Kalkaringi, which is a Gurindji community, and uh, they too have seen God doing some amazing things in their community over the years. And uh, Bill and I... Um, it's a little bit of a funny story because it gives you an idea of time and the difference to our time and their time. And the Gurindji Court promised to re renovate the church at Kalkaringji, which was very necessary, two years before we left. So we're talking about 2017. Next month, next month. Finally, at the end of last year, they completed the renovations at the church at Kalkaringli. And it looks, photos we've seen, it looks great. And they've done that because there's leaders in the church that are showing initiative in the community. They're going out, they know the love of Jesus and what that's done to them. And just like on this video, they're going out in their own tongue, in their own language, in their own culture, sharing the gospel with those in their community. And this, this um, Gurindji Corp has seen that and they wanted to bless the church for everything that these folk were doing in the community. So it was a really exciting um, renovation and it has been an exciting time for the church at Kalkaringi. Thank you. It is and they've definitely made a, uh, an impact on the community. A few years ago, or quite a few years ago now, um, some of you probably would have forgotten all about it, but there used to be some ads on the tally, and there'd be this fairly big guy get up there and he'd be wearing um, Hawaiian-type shirts, and he's, I even forget what he was selling, but his catchphrase was, I'm excited! Now, remember Big Kev? 
And I suppose the question I've got to ask you guys, what are you excited about? What excites you? You know, I was sitting here and listening to some of the things there, this new building. And am I right when I hear that it's been paid off? And I never heard anyone get excited about it. Hey? Everyone's sitting there. Mm. Yeah, what, what excites you? As Christians, what should we be getting excited about? You know, that, that building over in um, Pakistan. Oh, I didn't hear anyone getting excited about what's happening there. You know, that's, that's amazing. Can we get excited about that? What should we as Christians be getting excited about? Well, I want to throw out a suggestion. We should be getting excited about Jesus. We should be getting excited about the gospel, about the good news. We should be getting excited about going out and reaching out to other people and helping other people come into relationship with Jesus. And to use an old phrase, we should be going out and getting excited about saving souls. Yeah, we all know about the SOS, the danger message. What does it stand for? Save our souls. You know, as a church, are we interested in going out and saving others' souls? You know, that's sort of something we should be getting excited about. You know, Jesus didn't say only those with the evangelical bent go out and reach out to people in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the other parts of the world, did he? He said for everyone to go out and do it. But we sort of sometimes lose the importance of that. We, we sometimes rationalise that we, we need the gifting to be able to go out and do that. I'll read you a little story. In May 2015, 23-year-old Dominic Antonio Alfonska walked into a bank in Virginia Beach. Virginia, I mean, it can only happen in America. I'll say that up front. And handed the teller a note demanding money. About 20 minutes after the robbery, the police officers located him and took him into custody. When a news reporter spoke to him in jail, he said, I don't know how I'm a robber because, I didn't, because all I did was ask for it. She could have said no and I would have left. I don't consider it robbery. The way I said I may be guilty by logic, but by my logic, I'm not, I'm not guilty. I'm innocent because I never threatened her, I never pulled a gun, all I did was ask for it. And she gave it to me. You know, the, oh, actually the uh, courts didn't think much of his innocent biologic uh, defence and they sentenced him to jail. And we may laugh at something like that, but how often do we do the same sort of thing? Rationalise what we do with logic. Oh, I'm not as bad as the next person. Oh, I'm, I'm not gifted that way. Oh, that's only something that pastors or missionaries or evangelists can do. 
Yeah? We sometimes use that sort of excuse, don't we? In Luke 15, verse 10, there's a verse that reads, In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of angels over one sinner who repents. Now think about that for a second. There's rejoicing in the presence of angels. So heaven rejoices when one person comes into relationship with Jesus. Heaven rejoices. Do we rejoice? Is that something that we are part of? Is that something that we see the benefit of? The the angels aren't the only ones who are celebrating there. Christians in heaven rejoice. Now we we can actually testify to the, the joy of people coming into relationship with Jesus. And I'll say that term deliberately, coming into relationship with Jesus, because when we're up in community, we'd never say someone would become a Christian, because really, what does that mean? What does becoming a Christian really mean? Up there, you, you, you use terms that are relevant and easily to be understood. So we would always say, coming into relationship with Jesus, because everything up there was all about relationship. And when we stop and think about it, that's what committing our life to Jesus is. We come into relationship with him. We grow in that relationship. So I'll use that term deliberately. We had that joy and and seen the joy that that brings in community. When Kalkaringi, which some of the older people would probably know as Wave Hill, and for the younger fellas, in song, um, From Little Things, Big Things Grow, Read the words. It's a story of the Wayville walk-off, which is what Kalkaringi now is. In 2012-13, God decided he wanted to do something up there. And as many of you would have known from the previous times we've been here, we had several hundred baptisms and several hundred people come into relationship with Jesus. And just the way the, the joy spread through the community. And, and every day was just, you got up each morning excited to see what was going to happen today. What, what's the next thing that's going to happen? What's, what's God going to do now? And, you know, I suppose part of Paulie and I, we're, we're still looking for the next bout of that excitement because... We just saw what happened when when God moves, when people come into relationship. And now that is sort of like the proverbial bushfire, it just spreads. And I'll be honest, it wasn't totally due to Pauline and I. It was just God decided he wanted to do something and he did it, despite what we were doing. And it was amongst the people and they were sharing with each other. And I suppose that brings us here, yeah? What, what are we doing here? What, what's exciting us? Now, why is the saving of souls so important? I suppose the one thing that's probably dropped in importance in the church is the importance of the soul, the importance of 
where we're going, what we're doing. We've, we've got a world that seems to be focused totally on the, the practical, on the, the material things. And you sort of look around and, and everything's in a mad rush to possess things. You know, the one with the biggest um, load of toys at the end wins and the, all this sort of thing. And you have these people, these rich billionaires who dictate what everything, everything should happen and we admire them and all the rest of it. We don't take into account the ones who are doing the work to reaching out to others. You know, we, we have so much emphasis on the, the practical. Now, this isn't a criticism, but even within the church. You know, we, we focus on personal things, practical things. We take someone around a casserole or bake them a cake or make some soup for them or do things like that. But what do we do to care for each other's souls? And this isn't being particular to anyone. It's a challenge. Is that something that we get excited about? Or is that in the too hard basket? You know, we have all these fitness clubs and we have you know, all these sessions for working out and, and for you know, clothes shops for dressing up and, and fixing up and, and all this makeup and all the rest of it. We have millions spent on healthcare. In comparison, how much do we spend on caring for each other's souls? How much do we actually spend in comparison on reaching out and winning souls and bringing people into relationship with Jesus? Now, it's, sometimes it's a little bit out of whack and I think we've got to, as a as a wider body, start focusing on what's important in the kingdom of God. What's important in heaven? Now, there's a lot of things that we can look at, but there's probably one job that you can't do in heaven. One job that you're given to do down here and you can't do it in heaven. And that's reaching out to other people and telling them about Jesus. It's a bit late when we get to, to heaven, isn't it? Because everyone knows about Jesus there. But that's a, a great thing because the reality is Christians, when we die, we go to heaven. Yeah. I don't hear any amens or any yays or everyone sitting there. Isn't that, isn't that a great confidence booster? If you've got a relationship with Jesus, you can know for sure that's where you're going. Are you excited about that? Amen. Oh, I'm glad that somebody's excited about it. <laughs> it gives us great confidence in life. You know, Paul wrote, um, to, to die is to gain. And he wrote, also, to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. So that's, that's our future. You know, sometimes we look at the world and we, and we think, oh, things aren't looking too good. But like a good mystery, I go to the back page and I read the last chapter and we win. And that's where we're going. 
But the other side of the coin is those who don't have a relationship with Jesus don't go to heaven. They're going to that other place that we don't mention in church anymore. We don't mention about hell, do we? This is the Christmas. When's the last time you heard a sermon on it, on hell? Probably a fair while ago, eh? It's something we don't talk about now. Because, you know, oh God is love, so we don't talk about that. But the reality is, if we're in a relationship with Jesus, we're going to heaven. And if we're not, we're not. It's a sad reality. But do we think about that? Because if we deny that hell exists, takes away all the reason for reaching out to others, isn't it? It's a forgotten teaching of the day. And it brings it around as, do we really care if someone goes to hell? A couple of years ago, I had a brother who was 11 months older than me, and he died. He wasn't a Christian. And we were very close growing up, 11 months apart. And then after I became a Christian, he, he didn't keep ringing. He didn't sort of want to catch up as much. And I said to him one day, you know, what's going on? And he goes, oh, since you've become a Christian, you've changed. I said, right. Because you're not the same as what you were before. I said, right. And, he's, and I said, well, I'll ask you a question. Am I a better person now or was I a better person then? He goes, no, no, you've just changed so much. I said, no, God. Am I a better person now or was I a better person back then? He said, no, no, you've just changed. I said, Cole, as my brother, if you really loved me, wouldn't you want the best for me? Well, yeah. I said, well, so why aren't you happy for me? But he couldn't get it through because I'd changed. And, yeah, I still think about the fact that I didn't push with him about becoming a Christian and push a bit harder about coming into relationship with, with Jesus. And that still pains me today. And if we're honest, we probably all know people who didn't have a, a faith or a belief when they died. Does that, does that pain you? Now, I don't know, but that sort of makes me want to reach out to people a bit more. Why is it so important to saving of the souls? Because of the, the way the Time just spins through its cycle. Now, it, it doesn't seem that long ago that we had New Year. And here we are nearly halfway through the year. Doesn't that scare you a little bit? Yeah, how quickly time is going? How many opportunities have we missed in this first half of the year? to reach out and share. Have we taken those opportunities or have we just turned a blind eye to them? 
a bit of a worry when you stop and think about it like that, isn't it? Because I think if we're all honest, we, we could all put our hand up and say, yeah, a lot of opportunities I've missed that I could have taken advantage of it, but I didn't. And there's a lot of reasons why we don't. You know? I suppose first and foremost is fear. And we don't want to make a fool of ourselves. We don't want to be rebuffed. We don't want to... Yeah. But if we look at it from the side of the, the view that if we don't help someone come into a relationship with Jesus, where they're going to go, it puts a different complexion on it, doesn't it? It's not about us. It's about the other person. And that's the important thing. We've got to grab hold of how important it is to reach out to other people. Not for us. Because it's not about us. It's important for the other person that we're reaching out to. And it's getting more and more important. Now we only have to turn the news on and and we can see that there's more and more of the signs of the end of the age. Now, not one that focuses on revelations and the end of times and all the warning signs, but you can't help missing some of the warning signs that are going on. All the natural calamities, all the, you know, the fighting. Middle East is blowing up again. All the signs are there. It's getting closer and more imperative that we reach out because it's getting closer to the time Jesus is going to return. And guys, we've only got until when Jesus comes back to reach out to others and then it's something that we can't do anymore. So we've only got a limited time. The time of, of our opportunity is getting smaller every day. I don't know about you, but is that frightening for the other people? In some ways, I, I'm looking forward to Jesus returning. But then I think of non-Christian friends and acquaintances and think, oh, I better get myself going, eh? I better start talking more seriously and intentionally about them. What are the possibilities that we've got? What might happen in this area if every one of us got excited about the possibility of helping people come into relationship with Jesus. What effect will it have in this area? Now we looked and saw what Pauline talked about, what happened in Kalkaringia and the local, very non-Christian, um, Gringy Corp leader decided he wanted to do something for the church for the way, and bless the church because of the way the church is blessing the community. And they actually put in an application for a grant and did all these renovations to the church and then told the church, hey, we've put in this grant to do it for you because we love what you're doing in this place. And they'd seen the difference the church was making. 
What difference can this church make in this community or in any other community that it touches? Let's pray.